Okay, picking up about 10 lines down on Beis Amud Beis. First one line is Ema. The Gemara has a, a, a question here. Um, okay, we're talking about a sale. So there's the two people are fighting over it. Well, what about the guy who sold it to them? Why don't you just ask him, hey, Mr. Salesman, like, whose money did you take? And that would clarify everything. Um, asks the Gemara. A question now. You're going to say the case of where each guy's claiming it's all mine is a, a sale. Well, comma, connector. Lexi Zuzi Mimanaka. Why don't you ask the seller, who'd you take the money from? And that would solve it. Well, it would, however, in this case, the seller doesn't really remember. And he's actually, let's say the thing was for sale for $100. He's got two $100 bills. And I don't know, these guys look the same. I, they, this guy gave me, I know the other guy gave me, I don't remember who was first, but I have the $200 low. That's, that's not the case. It's not that he's only got money from one of them. Rather, comma, it's necessary to knock at me travayu. Now, for sure, the first guy who gave it to him, that was the one he agreed to. And the second guy who gave it to me didn't agree to him. Michad midate, one he agreed to. Umechad bal Now, for sure, if one guy gave him the money one day, and I don't know what, day later or a week later, but it like happened almost instantaneously, and he says, listen, he doesn't know. He doesn't know which one was the one that gave him the money originally and which one, you know, stuck the money in his hand three seconds later. That's the case. Okay. The Gemara is going to have three suggestions as to who our Mishnah is not like, because we want to have clarity if it is like someone, for sure it's the sheet is Rabbanim, but if it's not like another sheet, we should know. So Lema, I put a diamond around this word, Lema, and a Roman numeral one in the margin. Five lines later, first word line is Agvahuha, and the second word is Lema, I put a diamond around that Lema, and a Roman numeral two in the margin. And if we skip over to Gimel Aleph, about eight lines down or so, last word on the line is lema. I put a diamond around that and a Roman numeral three in the margin. So we're going to have three suggestions. And by the way, I don't want to ruin the punchline, but we're going to reject each one of them. But the first is going to be that should we say our mission is not like bananas? The second one is should we say our mission is not like sumchus? Third one's going to be should we say our mission is not like rabiosi? And we'll see what each one of those tanaim hold into why we think they're not going to be able to agree with our Mishnah. And uh, here we go. Here's the first. So says the Gemara Lema, should we say, Masnisin Delo Keben Nanas? It's not like that famous Ben Nanas Shita. The Ben Nanas Shita is you have the Makolet owner, the store owner, and he's got his little uh, uh, accounting. And everyone comes and he puts it on the, uh, puts it on the, on the tab. What do you call it in Hebrew? The credit? The What? Ashray. Ashray, put it on that Ashray. Yeah, it's like the personal Ashray, not like the, the credit card, but he's got the personal that. And, uh, okay. Uh, now, what did Ben Nanas say? Now, let's see the Rashi, because there's a bunch of background here. Rashi is uh, Deloka Ben Nanas, about 10 lines before the Rashi gets wide. In Masechah Shfuas, Gabe, Chenvani Al is the shop owner who's got his, his records. It's, it used to be index cards. Does anyone, does anyone still use index cards to keep cheshbon? Uh, Everything's on the computer these days. Okay, elu elu boin lebeisin. So they both come to base. Now menas shava to swear. Echad mehen l'shav. Now one of them is going to be swearing falsely, and here's what's going on. Amar balabai the chenvani. So the balabai says to the chenvani, the deal was like this: ten lebni chitim bedinar valai l'sham. Listen, when my son comes in, give him like you know a dinner's worth of 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 wheat or. Here's an even better example. Lepolim, I got my workers. Besela mois vani chayev b'scharam v'lai litain sela. So give them, 
you know, a seller's worth, and, and I'm going to be responsible. Now, the bottom line is the shop owner comes and says, okay, you know, that person came in and I gave him the stuff, and uh, now give me the money. And the people say, they didn't get the stuff. And he says, I didn't get the money. So what, what happens over here? Who oimer? The chenvani says, nasati, I gave it to them. Who oimer? Well, not tells you, I didn't take it. So they both have the balabais. And the balabais, the workers say, listen, you said that you were going to give us, I don't know, a pound of wheat. We, we didn't get it. The shop owner comes and says, you said you'd pay me. I gave it to them. So now pay me. And uh, the solution is, each one of them takes a shvuah, and each one of them entitled to from the balabais. Now, that's where Ben Nanas comes in and says, one second over here. Either, let's say the workers took it, or they didn't take it. So you're going to create a situation where we're going to force somebody to take a false shvuah? We don't want that. Amar Ben Nanas, and let's go back into the Gemara right now. Ben Nanas pipes up and says, you can't have Basin create a situation where we're going to have two parties we're going to force them to swear, and one of them is going to swear falsely. That's the end of the Tanaic source, which quotes Ben Nana. So should we then say that this is Ben Nanas? Why? Because what are we saying in our Mishnah? Each one of them is going to have to take a shvua. So maybe our Mishnah is not like Ben Nanas, because Ben Nanas is the one who's very sensitive to enforcing something which would make a false shvua be taken. Should we say our Mishnah is not like Ben Nanas? No. It could even be Ben-Nanas. Why? Because there's a difference between those two cases. Hasam over there. Let's see with the workers. The workers either got the food or they didn't get the food. It's one or the other. Hasam, therefore, if they're both going to take a shvua, if the worker's going to swear that he didn't take the products and the is, the shop owner is going to swear that he did give it to them, there's definitely a shvua shav over there. That's where we do not want to enforce it according to Ben-Nanas. Whereas Hacha it could very well be there's no over here when you have two people and the two people both took let's say the lost item they both reached it at exactly the same time they both lifted up at the same time or if it's the thing that they bought in the store they both put the you know the hundred dollars down on the counter and lifted up the item could be that they're both telling the truth when it comes to for sure one of them is not telling the truth when it comes to this situation, it could be, and therefore, even Ben Nanas would agree with our Mishnah. Okay, well, how about this? Lema, there's a diamond around this Lema, maybe our Mishnah's not like another Tana. Who's this Tana? Maybe it's not like Sumchus. Why not like Sumchus? What does Sumchus hold? Da'amar, or Ha'amar, and this I, uh, it's actually, it's a Mishnah we had in the previous Masechta. I boxed off the next six words. Sumchus's basic opinion is when you have any item of value, whether it's money, whether it's an item, and we don't know whose is it, you know what you do? You split. Okay? Split with a shvua, without a shvua. Below shvua, without a shvua. What did our Mishnah say? Basically, you split it, but with a shvua. So Sumchus says split it without a shvua. Should we then say that our Mishnah is not like Sumchus. Okay, well, over there in Bavakama, there's only two opinions. There's Sumchus, and there's the Rabbanon. Now, just to refresh our memories, the case over there is where you have the um, bull, and you have what was a pregnant cow, and the bull definitely gored the cow, and there's a, um, a miscarriaged baby calf there, and we don't know if the bull gored the cow 
before she gave birth, and that's part of the damage, or after she gave birth, it's not part of the damage. So what do we do over there? And over there, Simcha says, well, we don't know. And therefore, you have to sort of like split it. And what are we saying over here? You split it. But Simcha is saying split it over there without a shvua. And here we're saying split it with a shvua. Okay, well then, what's the suggestion who our Mishnah is going like over here? Elamai, the Rabbanon? Well, the Rabbanon over there were the ones who said differently. Ha'amri alav haraya. If you're trying to seize assets from someone else, the burden of proof is on you. You don't collect anything until uh, you're going to seize it. And over here, what do we say? You split it. Well, the Gemara says one second over here. How can you make that comparison? Hi mai, colon, i'amris bishlama, I squiggle underline that i'amris bishlama, and two lines later at the end of the line is ella e, I squiggle underline that. No, no, no. It's a lot easier to say that our mission is going according to the Rabbanan as opposed to saying that our mission is going according to Sumchus. If you want to say the following, all is well that our mission is going according to the Rabbanan, there's a difference between the case over there, where the Shorshnach Sapara, Venimsa Ubra and our case. Hasam over there, Delo Tafsi Travayu. There's not two people who are typhus onto the thing of value. Over there, fine, it makes sense. If you want to see something away from the other person, burden of proof is on you. Our case, literally, they're both holding on to it. Hacha detravayu tafsi. That makes sense. Palgila with a shvua. Ela i amris. If you want to try to say that our Mishnah here is sumchus, and sumchus is the one who said over there, manu cholken, without a shvua. Cholken? Yeah. Without a shvua, though. Hashta uma hasam. Even in that case, do you have both people having like an equal tfisa on the item in question? No, you don't. Delo tafsi travayu. Yet, Sumchus is willing to say, Cholkin, without a shvua, then hacha, where each one has like a, a stronger claim, each one is holding on to it. Tafsi, la loy kol shikain, they should be cholik without a shvua? The point that we're harping on is they should certainly be cholikit, but without a shvua. If you're going to have them cholikit without a shvua over there, where maybe one has a greater right to it theoretically than the other, then certainly when they both have equal strong rights to it. Which leads us to, should we then say that our mission is not going like Sumchus? Nope. Afilutema Sumchus. I put a triangle on this Afilutema Sumchus. If you want, you could put it maybe just on the word Afilu. There's going to be three of these. We're going to say, no, it actually could be simple as our Mishnah. Here's another one, three lines later. Last one, a line is Tema. Put a triangle around that. Afilu Tema Simchus. And on the last word on the fourth line of Gimel Amud Aleph, there's another Afilu Tema Simchus, which I'll ruin the punchline. We're going to say that our Mishnah can even be Simchus, but we've got to, got to work the way through it. At this point, the Gemara is suggesting that should we say that our mission is not like Sumchus? Because Sumchus over there had said that basically you'll split it between the two of them, where one has a greater hold on it than the other one, without a shvua, then certainly when they both have an equal good hold on it, you should be able to split it in our mission without a shvua. So then we should, should we say that our mission is not like Sumchus? So the Gemara says, no. Here's the first. Afilutema Sumchus. In other words, the first of the three um, attempts that the Gemara is going to say that our mission could be Sumchus. Afilutema Sumchus. Ki Amar Sumchus. Where did Sumchus say his din that we'll split it, but they're not going to take a shvua? It's a case of two word phrase, Shema versus Shema. What's each one coming with the claim? Neither of them were there. This one's coming with the claim, yeah, the cow gave birth before. This is coming with the claim, the cow gave birth afterwards. Neither of them knows. Neither of them was there. 
And therefore, in a case of Shem Veshemes, it'll split it both out of Shvua. Aval, in this case, Bari versus Bari, each one's coming with a Bari claim. With an, I, I'm, now, whether they're truthful or not, but the claim itself is a Bari claim. Aval, Bari, Bari, Loi, Amar. There's no way that someone else would say that you're going to have to split it without a Shvua. By the way, can you take a Shvua and a Shema? No, Shvua by definition is you're backing up through a Shvua, something that you're, you're making an absolute claim to. Okay, that works great, except according to Rabbah Baravhuna. What does Rabbah Baravhuna say to Amar? Amar Sumchus Afilu Bari Ubari. That even though over there, true, the case of Shema Veshema, but Sumchus would say the same thing, namely split without a Shvua, even in the case of Bari Ubari, well then Ma'ikul Amemar. What are you going to try to say over there? Because our case is Bari Ubari, but according to Rabbah Baravhuna, Sumchus would say always, no matter what. If it's Shema versus Shema, or even Bari versus Bari, split it without a Shvua. But our Mishnah said split it with a Shvua. So the Gemara says, well, actually, no, it's okay. Afilu Tema Sumchus, it could still be Sumchus. Why? True that this is also a Bari Bari claim, but it's a slightly different claim. Afilu Tema Sumchus. Kiyamar Sumchus said that you're going to split it between the two of them without a Shvua. That's Hecha Deika Drara Dimamoina. Rashi says, what's a drara de mamayna? Roughly translated, maybe ifrit, a hefsed kesef, or a hefsed of the mammon. Rashi says, four lines from the bottom, drara de mamayna is a chisarain mammon, some sort of loss of something that's rightfully a person's. Sheim yifra zeh shaloi kedin have a chisarain mammon. Right? If this one pays, which is not properly, and as he doesn't have to, that you're actually causing him a real loss. Vim nifterenu shaloi kedin, and if you let him off the hook without paying, so in the case there, like, one of them is going to be at a loss of what should rightfully be theirs. Aval, back in the Gemara, certainly in the case of uh, a Metziah, there's no loss that's being caused, I didn't have that previously, or even in the case of the purchase where the person who is not going to get either the whole item or part of the item is going to get refunded, you're not going to have a drawer de mamayna. Aval hecha deleka drawer de mamayna. Loi. You wouldn't say that you're cholkin without a shvua. There you're cholkin with a shvua. The Gemara says, one second. That doesn't make any sense. Just logically. Velav kalvachaymer who? Wouldn't you be able to make a kalvachaymer not like that? And it would go as follows. Umah hasam. Deika drawer de mamayna. Lamar. Each one of them in the Nagach Shores, Aparavanim, Saubra Betsida, stands to lose something. Could very well be that this was entitled to everything. Could very well be the other one's entitled to everything. There, what did Sumcha say? Without a Shvua. Then Hacha, in our case, there's no absolute loss to anyone. It really could be both of theirs. There's like more possibility that what we're going to enforce is actually the reality. Like, can you should be able to call it without a shvua? Okay. And therefore, what? Should we then say that our Mishnah cannot be Sumchus? No, it can. This is the third and last attempt that the Gemara makes to say that the. Uh, our Mishnah can be going even according to Sumchus. The Shvua that the rabbis are making the parties take in our Mishnah is not a Shvua Doraisa. Rather, it's one of those rabbinically enforced Shvua Dirabonans, and that's different. Shvua zu mi Dirabonan hi Yochanan. Da'ama Rab Yochanan. Shvua zu takanas chachamim hi 
it's an important decree that the rabbis made looking at the way society works because unfortunately there's lots of people in society who if you didn't make them take a shua would have some sort of issue with another person, go grasp onto something and claim, yeah, it's mine, even though it's not. And if we didn't make people take a shvua, that would happen all the time. And therefore, so that each person wouldn't go, grab onto the jacket or whatever the item is, that's what's going on here, but it's only a shvua de rabbanan. Okay, so is the mission at the end of the day, could it be according to Ben Nanas? Yeah. Can it be according to Sumchus? Yeah. Well, how about this? Here's a third attempt to say who the mission is not like. Lema Mastizen, Deloke, Rebbe Yossi. Who's Rebbe Yossi? So let's see Rashi and the uh, first white line. The comment by Mafke a little bit later on in this Masechta. Shnaim Shivkidu Eitzel Echad. You got Bob and Carl, and they're both going to Shmuel Horowitz's, uh, you know, personal home bank. Shnaim Shivkidu Eitzel Echad. Two people each deposit. I have $300. One of them gave me $100. One of them gave me $200. I should have kept the records better, but I didn't. This one, Bob says, yeah, I gave Horowitz $200. And Carl says, yeah, I gave Horowitz $200. Now what? I only have $300 over here. One of them gave me $100. One of them gave me $200. They're both claiming they gave me $200. What do you do? So Rashi says, the Tanakama, and I box the Tanakama in the Rashi, says, well, you give this one $100, give that one $100. Listen, what am I supposed to do? You each get 100 because for sure you each gave me 100 and the other one will just put it away in a, in a safe box until know, Mashiach comes, or Eliyahu comes. Amar Rabbi Yossi, and we box Rabbi Yossi, and this is the sheet that we're going to want to harp on. Rashi says, one cent. That's not going to work at all because one of them actually did give 100. One of them actually gave 200. How are you at all going to encourage the one who really gave 100, but he claimed he gave 200, not to claim that he gave 200, that there's, there's no incentive over there. Why would he come and admit what he's claiming, which is incorrect? He got his 100. You know what? Everything, all of it is going to be munach, all 300. And then the Ramai is certainly going to think, not only twice, he'll think a million times before he makes his comments. He's going to lose all of his stuff. That's the main thing I wanted to get to in the Rashi. In our Mishnah, also, the Talis, okay, listen, we're going to put it away in a box, and when Eliyahu comes, he'll figure it out. Why don't we say that over here also, if it was Rabiosi? So let's go back to the Gemara. Lema, should we say, our Mishnah is not Rabiosi? Why? To eat Rabiosi, Ha'amar, he's the one who had said, um, later on in the Masech, the Taflam put uh, the next line in three words are boxed off. It's a quote from the Mishnah over there, where Rabiosi comes in and says, Im Ramai. Well, if you're going to have that as being the basic Jewish law, then the guy who really gave 100, he knows he gave 100. What does he lose? Because he gets his 100 anyway, if he even he claims 200. Okay, so then should we say that our Mishnah of Shneimoyksin is not like Rabbi Yossi? Because our Mishnah said split. Rabbi Yossi says, no, no, the whole thing gets put aside till we can clarify it. Well, just like we did in the previous approach, well, then who do you want to say that our Mishnah is like? Ve'alamai, it's the Rabbanan who disagree with Rabbiosi over there. Kevan Amri Rabbanan. Since the Rabbanan had said, what did they say in that case? One guy gave 100, one guy gave 200. They both claim that they gave the 200. The one who has the money doesn't remember. They said, here's a quote actually from that. Hashar Yehei Munach Ad Eliyahu. 
the third 100. In other words, we'll call it the amount that's in controversy, the amount that they're arguing about. Each one definitely has 100, but that amount gets what? Put aside until uh, the end of days. Okay, well then, what's the case in our Mishnah? What are they arguing about? Is there any claim on either side that the other person does indeed have part of it? No, each side is coming. In other words, the entire talis is the amount of controversy. Hanami, our Mishnah, ke shardami. It's basically the equivalent of the shar because they're arguing about the whole thing. De sveikahi. The entire talis is a suffix of who's it's owned by. Okay, so we wanted to say our Mishnah's not like Rabbi Yossi, but then if we want to make it like the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan are of the opinion that anything that's in the amount of controversy gets put aside and our Mishnah and the entire talis should get put aside. So maybe it's not the Rabbanan either. And just like we did before when we were dealing with Sumchus, we are going to do now with Rabiosi. We can say, one second. Okay, so it can't be Rabiosi, but you're saying it can't be the Rabbanan. No, no, it can be the Rabbanan. Hi, Mai. Let's take a look at this. Or this, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, take a step back. E, Amris, I squiggle underline this word E. And four lines later, last words on the line are E, Amris, I squiggle underline that. So here's the two possibilities. It's either the Rabbanan our Mishnah are going like, or it's like Rabbi Yossi. E, Amris, Bishlamah, the Rabbanan. If you want to say that our Mishnah is like the Rabbanan. Hasam, over there. Devadai hai mana dechad minayuhu. What was the case over there? $100 and $200. There's that, each one gets 100 and the third 100 is Munach aside. Who is the rightful owner of that third 100? It's either Mr. A or Mr. B. It's not both of them. It's only one of them. It's, and I even wrote in over here, Dahasam Vadai Haiman 100, only Chadmi Nayuhu. It's only one of theirs. And therefore, you can't say Yachloku. That's totally incorrect. There's no possibility in reality that it should be split. There, Ami Rabbanan, so you know what the Rabbanan say to do with that 100? We don't know. It's definitely Mr. A, it's definitely Mr. B. So is it? No idea. Okay, so put it in a little Ziploc bag and put it on top of the shelf, and when that little comes, he'll figure it out. Our case, though, Hacha, true, they're arguing about the whole Talas, but is it possible they both lifted it up at the same time and it's really both of theirs? And both their claims are correct? Yeah, it is possible. And therefore, Amir Rabbanan, so the Rabbanan would say over there, Palgi, we're going to let them split it? Because is it a possibility that they both we're calling it, yeah. However, they're going to have to do with the Shvua. So to say that our Mishnah is the Rabbanan is okay. Because what's the guiding prince of the Rabbanan? If the money, which is a suffix, is for sure only one of theirs, and we have no idea whose it is, okay, we'll have it Munach. Over here, is there a possibility that it's actually both theirs? Yeah. So we're going to let them split it as long as they take a Shvua. On the other hand, Ela'i, we squiggle underline this Ela'i already. Ela'i, I'm Mr. Biosi, if you want to say the opening Mishnah. In our Masech, there's Rabbi Yossi, Talis issue. Well, then, how can it be Rabbi Yossi? Hashta Uma Hasam. Over there. Bob gave him 100, and Carl gave him 100, and actually one of them gave an extra 100. But for sure, Hashta Uma Hasam, Debevada Ikamana Lamar. Bob definitely is owed 100. Ikamana Lamar, and Carl is definitely owed 100. Yet, Amar Rabbi Yossi, hey, Munach, the entire amount, even the 100 that we know for sure is Bob's, and the 100 that we know for sure is Carl's, is Munach, at then Hacha, in our Mishnah, it could be it's both theirs, but it could be it's only one of theirs, like Kol Shekane, when we know for sure over there, 
One of the hundreds is definitely Bob's. One of them is Carl's. We're saying, sorry, guys, the whole thing we're putting aside. Then all the more so over here, where it could be it's one person's, but it could be it's the other person's, it should be Munach. So then should we say that our Mishnah is not Rabiosi? And the Gemara has two approaches where we could actually say, nah, we could make our Mishnah Rabiosi. I put a number one in the margin here, and three lines later, I put a number two in the margin. So the first approach is, no, a filutem Rabiosi. Our mission can be Rabiosi, and now let's make a chiluk between what Rabiosi was talking about in our case. Hasam vadai ika ramai. There's definitely one person who is an outright liar, cheat, thief. And therefore, it might not be fair, but we're going to call this collective punishment for the betterment of society. Right. We're going to make the guy who really did give 200 lose everything to encourage the guy who really gave 100 and wants to claim he gave 200 not to ever do that again. Or for that matter, no one has decided to do that. And that's why, however, Hacha, in our case, is it possible that they both lifted it up at the same time? Yeah, that's possible. Me, Eimah, Dika, Ramai. There's not like an absolute, for sure, outright thief here. Eimah could very well be. They both lifted it up at the same time. Maybe they didn't, but maybe they did. And therefore, it could very well be that our mission is Rebiosi. Rebiosi is in a case where we want to very strongly discourage people from coming in with false claims. So we're going to sort of collectively punish both of you. In this case, we can't do that because it could be they're actually both telling the truth. Inami, I squiggle underline the Inami, a second approach as to how we can say our mission is Rabiosi. Hasam over there, Kanis le Rabiosi le Ramai. What's Rabiosi's motivation of saying, you know what? All of it is going to have to just be put aside and no one's going to get anything. Well, that's actually a very good incentive to have the guy who's the Ramai say, well, actually, now that I think about it, that's right. I did give you only 100. In other words, to come and admit, ki de loidi. Loidi is like from the word to moidi, so that he'll come and come clean. Whereas, hacha, in the metzia case, well, one second. What's a metzia? Did either of them have that metzia three seconds before? No. And therefore, my pseida islay, Deloidi. Where's there like any loss that they should come and admit anything? Neither of them had it. They might, you know, envision what their life would be like if they did that, but they didn't have it before. Okay, that's as far as a Mitzia. But there were two cases in our Mishnah. There was a Mitzia and a Mecca Chumemkar. Tainach that works for a Mitzia that they didn't have before. However, the Mecca Chumemkar, did each one of them pay money for it? Yeah, each one of them paid for it. What are we going to say over there? Ella. How many answers did we just say there were? Two? Let's uh, take the second answer and kind of put it in the back burner, or maybe even off the stove and just keep answer number one. And this answer number one is, it could be Rabiosi because it's a Vada Ikaramai as opposed to here. Not necessarily. Answer number two, which was, well, we want him to be Moida. Here, there's no Pseida. Well, actually, that's not really true because each one of them is going to lose. Now, the truth is, they're not going to lose their money that they paid for it, but anyone ever, uh, this happens to me all the time, go to the Makolet, my wife gave me a list. Uh, oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, uh, she says. And, uh, but uh, you got the butter, right? You didn't get the butter? Okay. Um, I'll see you in 10 minutes. You have to walk back to the Makolet. That, that, that's a hassle. And so too over here, it's going to be a hassle for the person who doesn't get the item or gets uh, half of his money back. Okay. Let's analyze one more thing before we get to the Famous Rabkhiya Brisa. Ben the Rabbanan, Ben the Rabbiosi, Hasam. When you have that case over there, Gabe, Chenvani al Pinkasi, the shop owner, 
he keeps an accounting. The workers or the kids of, uh, you know, Bob will come in and he'll give them out stuff, lachmaniot, and then Bob will come in and pay off the debt. Dikatani, where we say over there, according to the Tanakam, here's a quote, six words, I put in right angles, Zenishba Venoitel, Zenishba Venoitel, which each side is able to take a shlua and take what they say they're owed. My um, shna, why is there no distinction? Why don't we say like this? Okay, the Balabais take the money from him and let that sit in a Ziploc bag somewhere in a drawer. Isn't there for sure Ramai? Like, either the workers took it or they didn't take it. And either this fellow has to pay up or he doesn't have to pay up. There's, there's not two possibilities of what could have happened. There's one possibility. There for sure is Ramai. So the Gemara answers, Amri. Hasam, Hainu Taima. What's going on over there is that the Chenvani can make a claim to the Balabais and the worker can make a claim to the Balabais. And it's like whenever you have a threesome, sometimes it's great, sometimes it doesn't work so well. Um, it's much better sometimes to just have a partnership with one person because you're dealing with that person exclusively. Once there's this three-way relationship, well, are we all equally required to believe everything the other one says or maybe not? Or Like, I have a relationship with Bob because Carl introduced me to him. I have a relationship with Carl because Bob introduced me to him. And that's what's going on over here. And says the Gemara, the beautiful understanding as to why in that case we don't put the money that was a suffolk away, but rather we make the balabayas pay twice. Here we go. Amri. Hasma I underline these four words, balabayas. And four lines later, there's another four words. This is what each side is able to make a claim to the balabayas as to why the balabayas will have to pay twice. He'll have to give wages to his workers. He'll also have to pay the same amount of the wages to the shop owner who claims that he um, gave the food to them, but they're claiming they never took it. Damarle, here's what the Chanvani can say to the Balabayas. We got a great relationship, you and I, says the Chanvani to the Balabayas. Ana shlichusa didakavidna. That's what you told me. When they come in, you trust me. Give them, you know, a bag of lachmaniot and some homeless. My is gabe sacher. What relationship did I have before to these workers? You told me when Ahmad and Muhammad come in, or when Shlomo and David come in, give it to them. Even if this guy were to swear from now until Thursday, I don't trust his shvua. A shvua often will have to be believed when there was a pre-existing relationship between the two of them. I don't even know who these guys are. You told me to do it, so that's what I did. You trusted them. You never told me when you said to give them Lachmaniyot to do it. Give it to them with witnesses. Bottom line, I don't know who those guys are. I don't have a previous relationship with them. You told me to give it to them. I gave it to them. I have a relationship with you. Now please pay me the money for that which I claim I gave them. Okay. And how about the workers? The workers can also say you still owe us wages because we never got the food. Here's the worker. Call him Steve. Steve's the worker. Steve says to his boss, Anna, Avdi I, I worked the whole day by you. My isli gabi So you told me, okay, so you could go take for instance, the wages, you can use it. You, you'll go to the shop owner and he'll give you food. 
Okay, he claims he gave me food, I claim I didn't get any food. But I didn't have any relationship with him before. Even if he were to swear to me, that doesn't mean that I have to believe him. I don't even know who the guy is. I know who you are, my relationship is with you. Therefore, both of them make a shvua to the balabayis. Okay, so over there, each side has a really valid claim. A lot of times, that which you'll have to believe somebody's shvu is because you already have a relationship with them. You already have a business relationship. You already are in a partnership. But when you had nothing to do with the other person, what's the shvu going to be valuable to you? Tani Rebchia. I fireboxed Rebchia. And it's not often fireboxes, but this is going to be a shita that we'll deal with this week and we'll continue dealing with next week. I put a Roman numeral one in the margin. There's going to be a Brisa Rebchia and then a Mishnah which backs it up. And if we flip ahead, way ahead, to um, Dalit Amad Aleph, which I guess is Sunday's Daf, about two-thirds of the way down. First word on the line is Mishtaboi, and the word after that is an Ella. So uh, I squiggle, underline the Ella, and put a big Roman numeral two in the margin, and we're going to say that uh, actually, when the Mishnah made its comments, it was off of a different Rebchia Brisa. So it's going to be what we are presented with now, which is this Rebchia Brisa. We'll see it. And we're going to say, oh, and our Mishnah says just like the same thing. If you have that uh, picture that I sent out, this is where it's, uh, it's uh, I found it a little bit helpful at least. Um, we'll read it inside and then we'll uh, look at it in the, in the picture. So here we go. Tanya Rebchia. Rebchia taught the following Brisa. So you got Al and you got Bob. Al comes along and says, this brysa that Rukhia brings is a four lines. I boxed it off and it's going to be a claim and a counterclaim and we'll see what we do. So Al says to Bob, quote, Monoli biadecha. Hey Bob, a hundred is to me in your hand. Otherwise known as we would say in English, you owe me a hundred dollars. Kama. Vahalamar, Bob says back, there is not to you in my possession anything. In other words, I don't owe you nothing. Okay, so Al saying, you owe me a hundred. Bob saying back, I don't owe you anything. I squiggle underline the edim, and then two witnesses come in, maybe uh, Dave and Ed, and they testify well, actually, Bob, uh, you do have uh, $50 of his. What do we do at this point? Well, two witnesses said he owes $50, so no you send like What about the other 50? And Bob will make a shvua that doesn't owe the other 50. Comma. So as not to make a person's admission, personal admission, greater than what witnesses say, which is a fact that we're going to learn from a Kava Chaymer that that's not the case. That's the end of the Rebchia Brisa. Vitana Tuna, I put a diamond around the Vitana Tuna. That's not Charlie Tuna or Ricky Tuna, it's Tana Tuna. The Tana Tuna, literally, it's the Tana of our Mishnah taught in our Mishnah. And basically, we're saying this is our Mishnah. What did our Mishnah say along the same lines, apparently? Now, I don't know, we had a case that seemed different, but our Mishnah had said, uh, 
right angles close to the Mishnah, Shnai Marks and Betalas, etc. Close the right angles. I want to look at the little chart that I sent out. The little chart that I sent out is as follows. There's two columns. There's the right column and there's the left column. There's going to be four steps and we're going to see that the Gemara is almost comparing it exactly, Armish's case, to that case. So when you have in the right column, Toivei Kula, where Al comes and says, Bob, manali biadecha, you owe me a hundred. That's the whole amount of his hundred. You owe me the whole hundred. Second step is, call for Bacol. Bob says, B, ain lecha biyadi klum. I don't know you, anything. Third step, as we saw, was in Rebchia's Bright, where Adim come along, and they say, oh no, Bob, you have 50 of Al's, so 50 is owed to Al, or A. And the fourth step is that B pays the 50 to A, and then swears that he doesn't owe the other 50. Okay, let's see if that works parallel step for step to our case. Our case was what happened, and we'll read it inside in the chart now. Um, focusing on this, step one, um, Al comes in and says, the whole talus is mine. Okay? Step two. No, says Bob, the whole talus is mine. That seems the same. Okay, it's all mine. No, it's all mine. The third step, and now focusing on just one of the guys now, what do we say? It's almost like, no, it's not an actual testimony, but it's tantamount to a testimony. The fact that they're both holding on to it is an anan sahadi. It's, it's tantamount to the fact that there'd be witnesses that half the talus belongs to A. He's holding on to it. He's a muqsa. What do we say? Step four, that B has to give up his claim to A's half, the same way that B paid the 50 in the other case, and swears to get his own half. Okay, that's how we're suggesting the parallel between the Rebchia Brisa and what we're going to see right now is our Mishnah. So I think, I hope that helps because when we now read back in the Gemara, the Tanatuna, that we have the Rebchia Brisa and the author of our Mishnah teaches parallel when the Mishnah's case of Shneimach's Metalzo, Imernim Sizin and Messiah. Here's what the Gemara, I hope, says what I think the chart said. Hacha, the Hacha in our case, Kevan de Tafis, you have two guys each one, and focusing on, let's say, just Mr. A, he's holding onto the talus. If you want, we'll put the tablecloth on uh, afterwards. On, on these ah. and, and, okay, okay. Since A is holding on, Anan Sahadi, I don't know, Anan Sahadi, it's like almost like we can, it's tantamount to testimony. Well, what Al is holding on to, that's his. Umay is high. Didehu, and what Bob is holding on to is his. Okay. Vikatani, and what did our Mishnah say? What was the conclusion of our Mishnah? Yeshava. He has to swear that the other half is his. He swears that he has no less than 50%. Perfect. That's Ribchia Braisa, and our Mishnah was taught in conjunction with it, or parallel to it. What was that last line in the Ribchia Braisa? Shalotehei hoidas piv gedoilamiadas edim. And the fact that it's not like that, we learn from a Kalva Chaymer. My, in other words, what would you have thought otherwise? Well, the following. Shalotomar. Don't say the following. 
When you have, what's your das piv? I wrote above that, moda b'miktas. Right? Moda b'miktas is, yeah, actually half is where there's going to be a shvua. Hey, uh, Sam, you owe me 100. Oh, I owe you 50. That's moda b'miktas. Moda b'miktas, I have to swear about the other 50. Okay? You might have thought to say, hoidas piv, that's where the first one in the Torah says that we're going to make Sam swear about the other 50 that he doesn't owe it. And I put a brackets in over here before the word kid Raba. And the brackets go until the end of the fourth line on Amud Bays. Right before the word Aval, I close the brackets. And the way I think is going to be easier to read this is we read it the first time without the brackets and we read it with the brackets. So again, we'll start um, about five lines from the bottom. Gimel and Olive. Shalot Tomar, don't say the following. Hmm. That's where they make the person who's making the claim that he owes half, but not the other half, take a shvua. Aval skipping the brackets. However, when it comes to where witnesses are testifying about something, when witnesses are testifying about something, they don't have any skin in the game. They're just telling you what you know. Where you don't have this svara. Because as far as one party is concerned, he's denying the whole thing. The whole thing about a mode makes us, we'll see in the brackets, is that there's a reason to say that he really owes it or he doesn't owe it. But bottom line, if it's witnesses, they're testifying, they're outside testimony. I might have thought that there wouldn't be a shvua. Kamashma on the Kavachimer, that there is a shvua. Let's see in the brackets. So we'll read it a third time. What's this? So here's what we're not going to say. Don't say. You know where the rabbis instituted shvua when there's a mode makes this case. And now here's the background. Kede Raba. We get this in just about every masechta for like two years in Dafyomi. What's Raba say? Dama Raba. When you have a party who lent money to somebody else. Why does the Torah say that when that somebody else is admitting part of the claim? He says he owes 100. The other guy says back, no, I owe you 50. Here's why. Because you got like these two extremes that are in the person's mind. It's very rare that if somebody lent you money, you're going to look them at the eye in the presence of the basin and say, I don't owe you anything. I didn't borrow any money. Rabbi Lerner, I don't even know you had a gemach, Rabbi Lerner. I didn't borrow any, I didn't borrow any money from you. The high, now the truth is, he really wants to deny the whole thing. Now, we're not talking about Gazlanimir. We're talking about like the typical person who doesn't have the cash right now, who doesn't have the money, can't pay back. He'd really like to deny the whole thing. Why doesn't he? Because he can't deny the whole thing. He can't look the person who lent him the money in the face or lent him the item and say, I don't know what you're talking about. Typical, at least Jews have this, you know, uh, he can't do that. Now, on the other hand, would he really like to admit that he owes it? Of course he would. The problem is, as soon as he admits that he owes it, so Lerner's going to say, okay, Horowitz, like, you know, where, where's the money? The boy de lady really wants to admit to the whole amount. Well, why is he not admitting to the whole amount? Typical situation. There's money coming in next week. I'm going to get a job. Uh, I'm not sure. Basically, doesn't have the money to pay up. So he would prefer to really pay all of it, but he can't pay all of it because he's trying to like slide out of the responsibility to have to pay it. Savar figuring, not that he's going to like not pay back. Like, of course he'll pay back. But when I get the money, I'll pay off the rest. 
Va'amarachman is to that type of scenario where the merciful one in the Torah says, Rami no, 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 this is serious. If you're going to make a claim that you owe or don't owe, and, and you might not be telling the whole truth, we're going to make you take a shvua. We're going to make you take this uh, situation very seriously so that you'll admit it. Now, if you can't pay it back, you won't pay it back until you can pay it back, but we want you admitting to the truth. Okay, now all that is by Hoida's Piv, where there's a svara to say that. If Al comes to Bob and says, you owe me 100, Bob says back, I owe you 50, there's that svara to say, and then we'll make a bishwah. Where it's witnesses who, in this case, Al saying, you owe me 100, Bob saying, I don't owe you anything. It's a total denial. And it's only because of the witnesses. The Lake of this whole svara doesn't apply that we had in the brackets. Aim alone, maybe there wouldn't be a shvua. Because was he made of to say he doesn't owe anything? He was made of He denied the entire amount. Kamash Malan, that's what we learn from the Kavachaymer. Okay. So we have this Kavachaymer. Do we know what the Kavachaymer is? From what to what? We know there's a Kavachaymer. Do we know what it is? No. Umay Kavachaymer. I put a box around the word Umay. What is the Kavachaymer that's going to end up teaching us that Adim can be Mechayavashvua? <clears throat> and here we go. It's going to take quite a while till we can figure this one out. I put a diamond around the word Uma because the diamonds are going to indicate the beginning of a attempt to tell us what the Kavachimer is, and we're going to have a whole bunch of them. About four lines later, last word on the line is She'ein, three words back is Uma, I put a diamond around that, that's going to be a second attempt to suggest what the Kavachimer is. And four lines from the bottom, first word on the line is Mi'ed, Third word is Uma, that gets another diamond. Now I'm going to break up the Gemara's suggestion as to what the Kalvachimer is into two main parts. Kalvachimer version A starts here on the line that we're on, the sixth line. I put a big A in the margin and circled it. Where are you? On Gimelamud Bays. Gimelamud Bays. Yeah. The first words of the line are Kamash Malan. I put a big A in the margin. Where we have our diamond. The same line that has the right. diamond is going to be a big A. That's going to be. Now, although we have another diamond, we're going to skip that. But then if you go down to four the lines from the. Kamash Malan. First yeah. line is Kamash Malan on uh, Gimel Amud Bays. That's A. No, okay. And Ma'ed, the bottom one, B. And then four lines from the bottom, or Ma'ed Acharuma, I put a B. Now that. B, we're not going to start today. We're going to, uh, we'll, we'll end the shear four lines early, at least officially for those who keep dafyomi to the, to the word. Um, main reason being, I, there's at least six or seven pirchas on Dala and Madalaf, all of which are based off of that. So let's at least do the first version of what the Gemara suggests, the Kavachamer is. What is the Kavachamer that's going to end up teaching us that Adim can be Mechai Veshua? Okay. Umay Kavachamer. Well, Let's try this. Uma piv, a person's own admission. She'ein mechaivai mamain. Now, it's not so clear what that means, but a person's own admission will not make him have to pay. Mechaivai shvua, but a person's own admission will, yes, have him take a shvua. Then, Adim, when it comes to witnesses, if witnesses testify about something, would they have to make maybe Al pay Bob? Absolutely. Not all the more so that that should be Mechai of him a Shvua. Okay, that is the Kabbalah 
that teaches us that Edim are Mechayev a Shvua. What are we talking about when we say a person says something, he can't be Mechayev Mamon? Like, why not? Upiv ain Mechayev Oy Mamon? Question mark. What does that even mean? Vaha, we have the famous statement, If a person says something, that's like better than a hundred witnesses. That's a tantamount to hundred witnesses. Like, what do you even mean? Of course, if a person says, I say, oh, you rock me a hundred dollars. Like, of course, I owe you the hundred dollars. So we have to specify. What are we talking about? Something specific. My mamayin, when we said piv, which is not mechayi mamayin, it's a specific type of mamayin. It's knas. And we know the principle of moidu knas is actually potter. So we have to read in knas, and this is, there's a reason, another diamond here around this ma. This is like the second version, or the, the, the um, version two of that type of kavachaymer. It's not all mamayin that a person's piv can't be mechayev. It's specifically knas. Uma piv if I say, oh yeah, I you know, did this, that, and another thing, which is Chayva Knas, Moedva Knas is actually Potter, yet that same Piv, Mechayva Shvua, would require me to take a Shvua on the other part of whatever the claim would be, like Moedva Miktas, then Edim, if Edim come and testify before I was Moedva Knas about something that I owe, for sure, they're Mechayv, the person that's made the Knas, Einoidin, Shemechayv Enoisai a Shvua. That's the Kavachamer. So when the Brisa, the Rukhiya Brisa talked about that we have a Kavachamer, this is the Kavachamer that Adim can be ending up to make the person have to take a Shvua from Piv by Kanas, from his own admission by Kanas. Well, the Gemara, now what do we do when you have a Kavachamer? You try to be Mafrichit using some other piece of information. And we're going to have four attempts at making a Pircha, the last of which actually seems like it will be uh, valid. And let's use triangles on the uma, or ma. Over here, last one line is ma. This is the first pircha, the first attempted pircha. Put a triangle around that. And about eight lines down. First word on the line is hayisi. The fourth word on that line is another ma, the second pircha. One line later, we'll also go over them as we read through it. It's uh, I, I, I'm giving you the roadmap in Chinese. And you're, you know, that's it. that is another ma, and then three lines below that, last word on the line is lepiv. There's another, the word before that is uma. So it's going to be four times the Gemara is going to attempt, the last one's actually going to be uh, successful, to mafra this Kalbachimer. Again, the Kalbachimer is piv, which is not going to be when a person admits himself that he owes kanas, not machayavim, yet a piv can be machayavashua, then edim, which are certainly machayavim and kanas. So here's the first attempt to make a pircha. One second, you're trying to prove what could be proven from piv, shekain mechayvay karban. Piv is mechayvay karban. If a person admits that he did something wrong, he has to bring a karban, chatas. Toimar be'edim? Can you say the same thing when it comes to the institution of edim? She'ein mechayvin oisai karban. If the Adim say, you did this, and he says, no, I didn't, he's not Chayva Karban. So his piv is much stronger. Says the Gemara, eh, that's not really a pircha. Haloi kasha. Because who brought the Bryce that we're focusing on? The one in, I think we might have been Firebox's name. It was Rebchia. Rebchia is a unique opinion. Rebchia holds like Rabbi Meir's Firole to Amar. He disagrees with the Tanakhama, Rabbi Meir, as he often does. Adim Chayvan Aisai Karban. Even if the guy denies it, it doesn't make a difference. If two Adim came and said that he did something, he is Chayev, 
And the way that we know that, interestingly enough, is from a Kalva Chaymer. Now, I didn't put full brackets. You can put a brackets around here if you want. I put a dotted brackets from here until our next triangle, because it's basically just background. And the background is that we'll see the Machlokas between Remeir and the Chachamim as to uh, whether Edim or Mechaev or not, if the person himself is denying it. This is the background. Here we go. So we have a Mishnah. You got Shlaimi and Alan Bob come. And Alan Bob come and say, Shlaimi, um, you ate that chunk of Chaylev. We saw you. Amruloi, Shnaim. Two people say to Shlaimi, quote, Achalta Chaylev. Vehu, Oimer. And he says, Lo Achalti. No, I didn't. Machlokas are Rebmeir in the Chamim. Now we know what the Chamim say. The Chamim say, Pater. But actually, Rebmeir, Pachs Rebmeir, Rebmeir is Mechaev. I squiggle underline Mechaev. Nope, he's going to have to uh, take care of it as though he actually did eat it, as bring his Korban. The Chachamim, we box the Chachamim, the Chachamim, Poitrin. Let's say two guys come and claim that Shlaimi, they're the witnesses, he had Hasra, killed Jim. Shlaimi maybe get the death penalty? Absolutely. He'll get killed on two witnesses, even if he's claiming otherwise. So says Rabbi Mayer, I don't understand. I'm a mayor. I know that a mayor. If two guys' testimony against the third could even bring them to have to be executed, not all the more so that what they say should have him bring a carbon? Like, we're going to kill the guy based on two people, even if he's denying it. So that can bring a carbon? Amrulai. I underline the Amrulai. The Amrulai, the Chachamim say back to Rebbe Mayer. Well, you see this difference here. Let's say he says, okay, yeah, I... I I did kill that person on purpose. He's still getting the death penalty. Amruloi, however, let's say he says, oh yeah, I, I eat that chaylev on purpose. Is he still bringing the korban chattas? No, he's not. Because it's only b'shoigig that you bring the korban chattas. So Amruloi, ma'im yirza if he wanted to, he could clearly say, mezid ha'yiti. Okay, that might not look so good on his shidduch resume, that he knowingly ate a chunk of chaylev, but does he have to bring a korban? No, because the korban is only brought if it was shaygig. So, Mayimir Salaimar, Mezinayiti, Yi Pater. He could be Pater. And that's the end of the brackets. And the reason why the whole section is bracketed off is because it's really not for our Sogia here, but it is the background between this Machlokas Reb Meir and the Chachamim. But we do see Shitas Reb Meir. And Reb is holding like Reb Meir that says, Edim can be Machayvim a korban also. Ella! So back in the Gemara, this is the Pircha. Again, let's just focus. What is the Kavu as we're suggesting it? Piv, if a person admits to a kanas, he's not chayiv. Yet, he can be mechayiv a shvua. Then edim, that are certainly mechayiv a kanas, not all the more so, that he's mechayiv a shvua. Well, mal piv, shekain mechayiv a A person's own admission could have him have to bring a korban asham. Oh, did it say korban asham? It said asham. Asham's a korban. Well, Korban, says the Gemara back, Asham, Hainu, Korban. The previous Pircha was, Malapiv Shekain Mechaivai, Korban. So, right, you're bringing a specific type of Korban, but that falls into the general category of Korban. Okay, Ella, so we have to refine it a little bit. When a person brings a Korban Asham, they're often also having to bring a Chomesh. For instance, in a case where 
a person swears that what he's saying is true and denies the mammon that was owned and then really admits it, he not only has to pay the mammon back, but also has to add a chaymesh. So forget about the carbon aspect of it. Malapiv, the triangle on this ma, shekain mechaivai chaymesh. Well, that's also not going to be a difficulty for Rebchia, because Rebchia also holds like Rebbe Meir in this issue, Haloi Kasha, Rebchia Kareb Meir Sfirolei, Ki Hechi de Mechaev Lei Karban, Mechalva Chaymer, Mechaev Lei Chaymesh, Mechalva Chaymer. It's almost like the Chaymesh goes along with the Karban, and just like Rebbe Meir would be Mechaev the Karban, he'd be Mechaev the Chaymesh. All right, we're really trying to be Mafra the Chalva Chaymer, and it seems like as we end today's year, we are going to be able to be Mafra the Chalva Chaymer. Ella, here it is. Malapiv, you wanted this institution of Piv, of what a person himself admits to, to be the basis of the Kalvachimer, you can't do that. You can't learn from Piv. Shekain enoi behachosha vahazama. We'll translate that in a minute. Taimar, could the same be said by Edim, sheyeshnan behachosha vahazama. What's hachosha vahazama? Says Rashi. Across from here, about like five lines up. Enoi behachosha vahazama. So when a person himself admits to something, im hoideloi bimana. Uh, you know what, Yerachmiel, I owe you $100. Ubao edim, and two other witnesses come and say, not two, two witnesses come and say, Vehechishu loimar, enchayv leklum. Horowitz, you don't owe Yerachmiel anything. Okay, what do we say? I still owe you 100 I said I owe you 100 They can come and say, that's fine, but ain't no nifter bekach, dohidas baldin, kame edim dami. If I said I owe you 100 that's not just 100 witnesses. Two other guys, okay, that's great they said it, but I still owe it to you. So that's when we say, mal lepiv, shkain enay bachashav azama. Typical witnesses, though, when two witnesses come and say, Horowitz owes Yerachmiel, and two other witnesses come and say, Horowitz doesn't owe Yerachmiel, there's definitely uh, an effectiveness of that. And therefore, to use Piv as the base of the Kalvachimer to teach us something about Edim is not correct because Piv, it doesn't affect it by Hachashvazama, yet Edim is Ella, and I squiggle underline the Ella. Asya mi eid echad. Mir Toshaman, I guess Sunday, the next year, we're going to make a new Kavachimer based on eid echad, not based on piv, but based on eid echad. And we'll have, uh, let me, one, two, three, four, five, six, I said six or seven, six or seven pirchas on that. Um, Adkan.